When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, friends. Hey. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Oh, man, do we have a great show for you today. First, we are talking TikTok conspiracy theories. And then serving up some piping, piping hot gas. It's going to be a great show. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, child. The pitch and the shits. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first because I have mine written. Okay, so I'm going to start with my shits because they're bad shits. And they affect all of us. Obviously, at this point, we all know Roe versus Wade has been overturned in the Supreme Court. We're hearing all kinds of things of what this can lead to. We're hearing that Clarence Thomas also wants to do away with gay marriage. And, you know, just so much many. Did you hear about the thing I said to you where he ate at a restaurant and the server took a picture of his credit card and now put it on TikTok and all these kids are buying Roblox with it? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What a time to be alive. I'm so tired of saying that. I was telling you yesterday and I'll tell the listeners because I'm trying to add a little bit of levity to all of this because this should be an escape to some extent and if not an escape, at least educational. Mm -hmm. There's a new Melissa McCarthy and her husband Ben Falcone, a new show on Netflix called God's Favorite Idiot, which I honestly was very apprehensive to even watch. Matt and I have had a long-standing joke about God friended me and just what a terrible title it was. Daniela Rabini was on that show. No hate towards her. Congratulations, but like just a very bad name yeah. for a show. And this kind of felt like the same thing, but I was curious because it was Melissa McCarthy. I've been seeing them do promos for it. I really like her and her husband together. I think they're very cute. Long story short, the show is basically about God picks this regular average Joe guy to kind of spread the word about God and, you know, I guess be a prophet and say, hey, God is real and we need to believe in God. By the way, I'm already not into that show. From your description, you're not really doing anything for it, Ashley. This is what the show's about, man. It's very good versus evil. There's a battle going on in heaven, hell, whatever. The show is okay. Yeah, man, not into it. It's okay. I enjoy it. It's lighthearted, so that's interesting. There are some very funny moments from Melissa McCarthy The casting is really great. It's a lot of unknown BIPOC actors. There are some really redeeming qualities about it. But one of the things that was really driving me crazy was that the world is ending around them and everyone's kind of just like oblivious, like meh, to it. And then you live in America. (laughs) And then I had the realization that that's exactly what's happening here. And all we can do is continue on with life as if it's not just going to stop and change. All I can do is pick my Sephora point gifts. That's all I can do. Every time I go to shop, all I think about, there have been so many sales going on, and every time I go and look, all I can think about is, do I 
really want to spend my money with these companies on shit I don't even need at this point? Am I spending my money in a way that reflects my fucking values nowadays? That's where I'm at. Meh, meh. Okay, my tits are, <laughs> before this happened, I got to go to the White House and, like, be in the actual fucking White House and the press room. It was amazing. It was really cool. How did the White House smell? It smelled like anything else. Totally normal. It didn't have a scent that I noticed. Like, you know how sometimes you go into a fancy apartment complex or a fancy hotel and they've got, like, a scent piped through the... None of that. There was none of that. It wasn't like an Ian Schrager property. (laughs) It didn't have a smell that I noticed. It didn't smell old and dusty like an old textbook. It just had no smell. But it was really cool. It was really exciting. Did it smell like pencil shavings like my vagina? It did not. I think that scent is just for your vagina. Got it. But it was really exciting to be there. And I was very much thinking about my grandparents who... Were immigrants. Yeah, they were immigrants from Cuba. And they were very proud of being American. And they worked very hard to be Americans. And I just thought if they could see me at the White House doing work in something that I've worked very hard to get to, I just know they would be really, really proud. Even though my grandmother was a Republican and it was for a Democratic president. But still. Abuela. It's okay. Yeah, I think she would still be very proud that their ethnic granddaughter was in the White House. Anyway, also, Sebastian got his first dose of the vaccine, and that was a highlight. Did it make you, like, breathe a sigh of relief? You know, I think had he not had COVID (laughs) right before he got it. We really jumped the shark with that one, huh? Right. Like, had he just never gotten COVID, then I probably would have been moved to tears. But I think because he did get COVID, it was just like, okay, we're here. We got through something that I built up so much in my mind of being really scary. And of course, it could have still been scary. It could have. To be fully honest with you, I'm still not right. And I am having to use a steroidal inhaler and a regular inhaler. It's still not great, but I'm here. And I get it. But yeah, it felt good. And it was also like, all right, well, a little extra protection, you know? So I'm happy. How about you, friend? Okay, so I'm going to start with my shits, which is I took a job for four weeks that is a commute away. And it isn't the commute because I actually enjoy driving the car alone with just my thoughts and my podcast. It's like a vacation every day for an hour. Right. Or 45 minutes. And then I'm teaching children theater craft and theater games and all sorts of stuff. I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel. I have to get up too early to get there and also to like make sure my daughter's lunch is packed and all of that kind of stuff. And then I get home too late and then have to make dinner and do 100 million things. And I basically have had zero time for truly anything else. I also can't poop because I get up so early and I drink my coffee in the car. And then when I get there, I'm watching 12 eight-year-olds, seven to eight-year-olds. And they follow me into the bathroom and they're like, what's that noise, Miss Carrie? You're like, I'm trying to take a dump, Suzanne. I know. Can you imagine? It's probably like Kaylee. Not Suzanne. They all have very interesting names. Bryce. Listen, Comet. I'm trying to take a shit. Is there an actual kid named Comet? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, oh my God. You know, I'm not having any kind of self-care and my body is truly run down. It's a hot mess. It's a lot. I'm losing my voice because I'm having to yell over kids. And so my shits are truly for two weeks, I have no life. And then I have a nice long weekend and then I'm teaching older kids, but I'll still have the commute, but maybe I'll get used to it. I don't know. But it feels like finals week when you have a new boyfriend. 
and you're still trying to get an A in college or something. I don't know. Yeah. Except the boyfriend part is pleasant and this is just all tiring. My tits, however, also have to do with the same thing, which is in my class, I have an assistant teacher and like a junior assistant teacher. And one of them identifies as a they, him, a him, they. And I saw the kids not really knowing what to call them. And so the very first day when I was doing the circle talk, I said, hey, my name's Carrie. I'm she, her. And I made them say like something silly about themselves. And then I passed it over to the junior assistant and they introduced themselves as their name and then he, they, and then something funny about them. And then we pass it around. And to see one, the kids accept it so easily. Yeah. And two, you know, this is a theater camp. So I feel like this is just the right place for it. It's a natural progression. Yes. To see some of them really start to think about what they wanted to be called, whether it is as simple as they have a name and they don't like it and they want to be called another name. And I was like, great, we'll call you that name. Literally whatever you want to be called. And then also to see some of them, like, I don't want to say playing around because that makes it seem like there isn't weight to it. But trying on different pronouns, different kind of identities and me saying to them, you know, you can try something, just like a character, you can try something on, you can commit to it, you cannot commit to it, you can decide whatever you want to be, gave especially some specific kids such a relief and such a way of being seen that it gave me a little bit of a lease for life and energy when this whole thing has been a little bit exhausting. And That's nice. Just going back and thinking about all the like unsung heroes in our lives that we either saw ourselves in them and it showed us a different way or, you know, teachers or friends or parents' friends or whatever that kind of showed you that they were your ally and they had your back and creating a space for that, especially in thinking about raising my daughter and how I want to raise her has been a real tits. And I I just want to say with all the crap that's happening in the world, it's so lovely to see kids of another generation taking this all in stride and it not even being a thing. Like my brain kind of explodes when I try to figure out the right pronouns so that I'm not offending anybody and like trying to figure out in a sentence. And then if I'm talking about them before they decided to make it, which pronoun do I use? Do I use the current pronoun? Do I use the pronoun from before? These kids just take it in stride. Yeah. It gives me such hope for a different kind of future in a time right now where I only see a horrible future. That has helped me deal with the Roe versus Wade situation and seeing that in the children. That's really nice. Especially coming off the interview that we had for Pride Week. I was so happy we did that interview because it made me even more aware. Like when I was thinking about the tips that she said, the mom said about how to be an ally. Yeah. And that really changed the way that I started class. And I'm just so thankful for that. And you and I have had this discussion a lot about there are people who think that we shouldn't say to our kids, like, you can marry whoever you want or you can be whatever you want. And for you and I, it's just like, well, this kind of seems like it's a natural progression. It's kind of like in seventh grade, I tried out being a witch. Yeah. It's kind of a non-negotiable for me personally. I just want my child to feel safe with his family to be whoever he is, whatever he is. I just want him to have at least a home he feels safe in. I was talking to my junior assistant and I was saying to them, just chatting about, you know, their family situation and they have a partner and what their partner identifies as. And I was just like, you know, trying to get the real talk. One of the things that is important for me for Luna, and then I'll get off my soapbox, is that I don't want any time. Like they were talking about a time when they knew what they were and they were so nervous about saying it and they held it in for so long and it caused all sorts of other mental turmoil. And I never want my kid to suffer alone. To think of my child for one minute having to deal with some deep thoughts on their own that they felt like they couldn't come to me about.
out really breaks my heart. Yeah, I and agree. And so I want to kind of um, offer up some thoughts before they even come to her, my daughter, so that she knows that it's in the conversation and that it's okay. And so that if there's any worry or anything, just kills me even now when Luna says, I'm nervous that I have germs, that I put germs in my mouth. I'm like, oh, I don't want you to feel that for one second. As soon as you feel any kind of burden, please tell yeah. me. And so that's one of the main reasons why I try to address it even before maybe they're addressing it in themselves. Yeah. It's just important to I me. I agree with you completely. As a kid that kept a lot of things in and suffered for it. Yeah. And Anyway, it's a big tit. Those are big tits. (laughs) Big, juicy titties. Big old, big old knockers to feel that they are, have a safe place to explore. Oh, let's move it on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're doing TikTok K-hole controversies. Some of these, some of these are a little more current than others. Not all of you are just no. knee deep in the TikTok world like us, so they might be new to you. Well, and you know how I am with all gossip. It could be something I have no understanding of whatsoever, but if I hear there is chisme, I'm like, okay, I gotta get to the bottom of this. Speaking of which, I sent you a podcast episode that you have to listen to, speaking of like old gossip. It's fun. It's kind of old gossip, but you're like, ooh, 2007. I love that. Ooh, I love reliving that. I need to know all gossip. Anyway, all right. so let's start off with the one that I think really captivated me more than anything, and that was soft-swinging Mormon mom influencers. Soft-swinging. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but it means no penetration. Um, I don't know that there's a definitive answer to soft-swinging. Blowies and handies, but not well, intercourse? Well, what they defined, from my understanding of what this Mormon group defined as soft-swinging was... Only magic underpants. No, that they do it all in the same room. No one goes off privately. And I also think no penetration. I think. Okay, let's back So it's basically like a college theater school party. Yeah, or high school, depending on what school you went to. Yeah, basically. I'm sure all of you have seen influencer Taylor Frankie Paul. She's that like little... Three first boy names. Yes, (laughs) yes. She's that little tight-bodied brunette. Aren't they all? Uh, No, they're not. Blonde or brunette, but they're all tight-bodied. All blonde except for this one chick. And I always thought like she was the one that always came up on my For You page. So I thought she was like the ringleader and I think she is. TikTok is like you're brown haired she's brown haired let's do it. From our understanding you're more likely to receive information from a brunette than a blonde so let's get into it. All the time it's always like her and her like two blonde friends dancing in crop tops and like sometimes they have children and talk about being parents and then other times she makes a joke and she'll be like I'm their mom which is really confusing and I was like she must be just I don't even, they're Mormons. No offense to Mormons, just their whole like sensibility and sense of humor is just kind of like a different place than mine. So I don't necessarily get it. It's not a judgment. So can I give you what I heard? Because I don't know if it's correct. Sure. And then you can correct sure. me. Okay. So I had heard that kind of all of the ladies that were in her crew that she's always like posting with, it was pretty out that they,
they were all swingers. Out with who, swingers. though? Out amongst the group. TikTok. I don't think it was. So this was the controversy. So I think you think the controversy is that she outed them-ish. But I think the controversy is that amongst the group, they were all soft swingers. She went, Taylor, yes. went and did a, I guess, a hard swing. Her and her, like, apparently, like, her bestie of the blondes. Yes. Her They husband, did a hard swing instead of a soft swing. They went to a totally different room and had sex. Fornicated. Yeah. And apparently, Taylor and this guy, like, very much had feelings for each other and I guess were, like, texting each other and... Yeah, it was her best friend. You know, like, Mormons are not supposed to have sex before they get married. That's where soaking comes in, which we have explained on this show before. But aren't these all married Yes, yes. But that means if they're doing Mormonism right, they've only had sex with their husbands. So no wonder they're doing soft swinging. Well, if there's anything we've learned from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is that there are varying degrees of Mormon. You can own a tequila company. You can. still be Mormon. You can own a megachurch and fuck your stepfather and it's still okay. Sorry, grandfather. Well, she's not Mormon. Oh, right. Mary is not Mormon. But yes, correct. Again, Mormonism is kind of like a big old foggy. Things like modern Mormonism versus classic Mormonism. Yeah, but like also they like dance around in crop tops and like low sweatpants. And not that any judgment on that, but like that can't be like a very Mormon thing to do. It just seems like all religion. It seems very hypocritical. It seems like being a soft swinger in any religion that you are devout in seems a little odd. Uh, The whole thing. You keep cutting in and saying it's this one specific thing. It's the whole thing. The whole thing about these women is odd and does not make sense for Mormonism, from my understanding of it. Also, spoiler alert, she and her friend are not best friends anymore. No, and also, spoiler alert, her friend denies that they were the ones involved. The friend also denies that they were in a soft-swinging circle. Right, they deny this whole thing. Right. But now, she, like, I've checked up on her. You did your due diligence. Yeah, she now lives in her own house without her husband and her kids. So, I don't know. Something happened. Um, okay, next one. Mom talk plagiarism. I don't know anything about this one. Okay, so Libby Ward is the content creator behind Diary of an Honest Mom, and she is pissed because this one bigger TikToker started stealing her videos word for word. She even changed her name to The Honest Mom Anna. So oh, that seems problematic. Right. And the woman, like, made this whole point of, like, she made a kind of, like, sappy video saying, what I'm upset about is that this is supposed to be a safe place for all the moms who were having a hard time during COVID. And TikTok is not a safe right. place. She just went and stole all my content word for word. And the woman who plagiarized her content then made a retaliation video and said, no, what you're upset about is that I get more views doing exactly what you do. And I was like, oh, shit. She doubled down. Also, note to the reader slash listener, there is someone that often, Ashley and I joke, takes some of things that Ashley says, who's a little bit bigger than us, Uh and often does them. And we always joke that we don't actually know. Like everything, like hating British people, not British people, but hating British shows 
there's somebody bigger than us. Yes. That oftentimes after Ashley posts something, yes. either on the show or on her personal, will say the exact same thing very soon afterwards. Yes. Ashley and I joke that she is stealing directly our content. Because she follows me and us and all of right. that. And also, we love her. She's like cool people in our mind. But there's just too many dinks at this point. Right. Also, we're not like changing our name to something very close no. to their name on socials. They're not doing it to us, but <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Anyway, next up. I'm calling this one Wombland's. Oh. You guys, I feel like everyone knows Chelsea Hart as me, even if they don't know her name. She's the one that talks like this and does this weird British accent. She also says she's non-binary. Her pronouns weren't in there, so I'm not sure. If I'm using the wrong pronouns, I apologize, but I did not see pronouns in her bio, although she does say she's non-binary. Should I be saying they, them? Yes. Okay, Chelsea, they, talks very, like, she puts on this British accent and does stuff, and she always, like, stands in front of her ring light and does the video like this. Is she pretending that the British accent is hers, or is it an affectation for drama? In her bio, she says not British, but she does okay. this voice. Okay, that's a little odd. They are also super, like, play up the drama. It's very Got strange. It. Anyway, it came out that they were dating this social justice TikToker, Lance Tosi, who is Native American. He's got longish hair. He's usually doing, like, political videos or things about, like, supporting BIPOC creators. I actually have not seen him in quite a while since this whole controversy went down, but they apparently had a whole relationship. They met on TikTok. They had a relationship. She flew, I guess, to, I think he's in Alaska, and they had sex in Alaska. They had unprotected... In a yurt? Just kidding. Wherever he lives, I guess. They had a relationship. They had unprotected sex. And then Chelsea found out that Lance was not being monogamous, even though he told them that he was being monogamous. Chelsea been there. Been there, Chelsea. Right. But then Chelsea started airing all this drama in front of her ring light and like crying one single tear while talking you like told this. me about this. It was so strange, mostly because they said something about letting him into their womb land. <laughs> That was the part that got me. I think I saw my first video and I was like, I need to learn about Womblands. Tell me more about <laughs> Womblands. Next up by Fox Searchlight Productions, Womblands. <laughs> the Chelsea Hart is me and Lance Tosi story. Yeah, so that one's interesting. You know what it is? The story itself really isn't that interesting. Like, oh, wow, someone had unprotected sex with someone who told them that they were being monogamous. Wow, what a shocker. What's shocking is that this guy has his whole platform is like, doing the right thing in the world. Turns out he's an asshole like, you know, so many other people. Just like everybody else. Right. And Chelsea does the affectation all the time. It's like so hard to take them seriously, you know? Okay, so my two, which hit really close to home. These are ones that's as if it was my own family that I feel betrayed by. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Beauty influencer, probably the biggest beauty influencer there is, Michaela mm. or Michaela, mm-hmm. who we like. We like her, yes. Boston girl. Every man hates her though. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. You know, one of the things about TikTok beauty influencers, and specifically Michaela, is that when they give racks, similar to our hashtag swag bag, they're supposed to be 
real racks. Right. And if they're getting something from a product, they'll be like, I was sent these things. Right. I guess when she was originally doing it, she would give her real opinion of stuff. But there was this whole thing with Jones Road, which hurts my heart because Bobby Brown lives in my neighborhood. And the Jones Road store is in your neighborhood, too. In my neighborhood, yeah. right? I mean, I don't think it's Bobby Brown's fault, but Jones Road sent a bunch of beauty influencers because this is just smart. Right. That's what you do nowadays. Product. And a bunch of them did reviews about right. Jones Road. And I'm going to say that although I like the concept of Jones Road, I don't particularly like the makeup. I like Bobby Brown makeup much better. Right. It just doesn't wear well. Like, it's very natural, but it lasts right. like five seconds. There's been a lot of, like, negative stuff about that what the foundation. It's just not all day makeup. Like, it definitely is beautiful. But it's just not all day. So evidently, a bunch of beauty influencers, but very specifically the one that I'm going to mention, Michaela, she gave, like, glowing reviews and whatever, and it was paid. But I've seen good reviews about the makeup also. But evidently, this happened to a lot of influencers. And so there's this whole thing now, Michaela, like that nobody can trust her because what they liked about her was that she was like real and down home. I'm not so buying to speak. this one. I'm not buying it. It's no womb lands. Okay. Okay. Juicy. My favorite murder girls. And Ashley turned me on to this. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm a stan of my favorite murder. I know some of them from the comedy scene before they had this podcast. So they had a spinoff show. Well, it's not really spinoff. It's called Jensen and Holes. And it follows Billy Jensen and Paul Holes. Paul Holes is the um, police officer, the special agent detective who solved the Golden State murder case along with Michelle McNamara. And he has become very popular because he was on My Favorite Murder, the My Favorite Murder girls love him. He's doing a show with Billy Jensen who helped Michelle McNamara research and write her book about the Golden State killer. Is that Patton Oswalt? The one that passed? Yes. Okay, got it. So Billy Jensen was assisting and helping Patton Oswalt's now deceased wife. Michelle McNamara and Paul Holes was the detective on the case. Then when it was solved, Jensen and Holes came together. They started a podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Evidently, Billy Jensen is uh, a slime ball. Evidently, the two hosts, Karen Kilgariff and, oh God, I'm using first name and last name, and Georgia Hardstar kind of like kept it quiet, even though they're supposed to be very pro-victim. They donate all the stuff to victims' advocacy stuff. They were getting ready to do a huge deal with Amazon and Wondery, where Exactly Right was bought by Wondery, and they were getting ready to close a big deal, and so they brushed a bunch of stuff under the rug. Oh, no. And now it's come out all these people, the victims are coming out on other podcasts and writing books and saying that they were hushed. And it's a problem in true crime in general. They're saying that true crime kind of violates the victim over and over again, the victim's family. The My Favorite Murder gals donate a lot of money to various groups about victims, but that they silence their own staff so that this Wondery Amazon deal could go through. And they still haven't come out. And it's been called out on Twitter by a bunch of people and they still haven't made any sort of statement. Wow. It's kind of like Dumois has not addressed on her podcast that her identity has been exposed. Not at all as severe as what you're saying, but... Well, isn't it two people? Yeah, but it's kind of mostly the one. But anyway. Hot gas. Hot gas. 
Can I give you my hot goss? Please do. Okay, so inside sources of the medical community Uh are saying that Travis Barker- I knew this was what it was going to be about. Has pancreatitis because although he's a skinny, skinny, haunted vegan, he's an alcoholic. I mean, love, sex, and rock and roll or drug, sex, and rock and roll. I don't even remember what the saying is, but- I also am not even mad at him because he survived a plane crash that put him in debilitating pain where all of his friends died, except for DJ AM, who then overdosed. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Survivor's guilt, yo. Also, he looks like Uncle Fester. Yeah, I'm, the world's going to shit. I'm not going to pretend I'm not overindulging just a little too much. Correct. They say that once you have it, pancreatitis, you tend to get it a lot. Hmm. So even if you stop your habits, whether it's high cholesterol or drinking or whatever it is, you still might get it because it's like once you get it, you get it a lot. I don't know this. Alleged, 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 alleged. Our medical expert said it was yes. either too much cholesterol Cholesterol, right? She said cholesterol. Yeah, but would be weird because he's a vegan. Right. Or alcoholism. So, And I would just like to shout out our resident medical expert. You know who you are. I'm giving you a shout out on the show. Thank you for continuing group chats. Love it. And you will eventually be our injector for our beauty injectables very shortly. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Can I get in on that action? Yes, and can come into our home and we can do them. Oh, God bless. Okay. So, truly, you are a gift to the momtourage. Indeed. Thank you. Just an interesting tidbit about that. I also was listening to Dumois, and there's a blind item that Emily Blunt and John Krasinski have an open relationship. No, I don't believe it. Although he does visit me in my dreams often, and we do have sex in my dreams. And it's not his way. She God bless. is allowed to be with other people. He God does not partake. bless. I hope this they is true. They are extremely private. Yes. It's an open relationship. And evidently, in real life, he's kind of a dick. Okay, so let me just tell you, I fall asleep every single night to the office. It used to also be Roni, but now I just can't handle the screaming at night because, you know, the world again. Yes. So I fall asleep every night, every single night watching the office and the amount of times I have sex dreams about John Krasinski because I hear his voice in my sleep and who doesn't love the affable, (laughs) dorky, everyman Jim Halpert who loves a woman so much he's willing to do most anything for her until the last season. You know, that's a whole other thing where supposedly he was supposed to cheat on her and then he was like, listen guys, if we do this to the storyline with Jim, the audience will never forgive him. And and I agree. Wow. I hope this is true because I want to love this narrative I actually really like them as a couple in general. I do too. But here's the deal. We are different on this. As a woman who can very definitely separate sex from love. I can too. Or have. Have also toyed with the idea of an open relationship. Not with Lee, but with other partners. Yeah. And I actually think in many ways I could do it. I honestly think the scheduling and the logistics is just too much for my brain. I like the idea of a relationship so strong and communicative that you can honor that the person you might want to have children with and spend your dying days with is not always somebody you want to have like hot anonymous sex with. Yeah. And that those two things can be different. And I love... I do agree with you on that for the record. You said you're kind of a jealous person. I'm not. Uh, I actually think I could handle that part of it. No, I am a bit of a jealous person in terms of that. And also Matt is. Like Matt would not be okay with that either. But I think it's nice if people can. Good for them. I think if Lee and I had gotten together earlier in our lives... 
we might be able to handle that and be interested in that. But at this age, we barely have time for our child. Oh, yeah. And each other to like then bring in another. It's just too much. But anyway. So Matt loses clothes all the time. Crazy you shit. You told like, me this. He loses like shirts and ties and like just like, like random. Where are you losing them? Yes. You don't leave the house that often. Exactly. For years, Carrie. I mean, the entire time we've been together, this guy just randomly fucking loses clothes. And I said to him one day, because recently he was like, do you know where my shorts are? Because of course he only has one pair and refuses to buy himself another pair of fucking shorts. I don't shorts. know if I've seen his legs, actually. They're skinny. And white, I'm assuming. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I okay. think they're lovely legs. He doesn't love wearing shorts. Got it. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen him in shorts. You probably have. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's not like a huge event. Newsflash, I'm not staring at your husband's legs all the time. I mean, so I guess that's who good. isn't? But he recently was like, oh, do you know where my shorts are? And I was like, I literally just did laundry. How did you fucking lose shorts? Where do you even go? We don't leave the house. Yeah, I swear to you. I'm going to start thinking you have another family because you're just losing clothes. And he goes, so the clothes disappearing. But the fact that I'm home all the time, that's not what proves it. I'm like, then how do you lose your clothes? Well, they're both equally disturbing. (laughs) It's so weird. All right, so this brings us to another piece of hot goss. Not my husband losing his clothes, but... I mean, that's hot goss for somebody. Well, just us. No one else will give a shit. So, Dumois has had an ongoing blind item that I want you and I to address because you and I openly cheating comedian? Yes. So anyone who listens to Dumois knows that there is a blind item about a cheating comedian who is on a late night talk show or a late night show. Who has an A-list. A-list gorgeous wife. Yeah, they have kids. Yeah. Oh, they have a kid. They have a kid. And Dumois is too scared to ever reveal who it is because she has heard that the wife's legal team will destroy her. Now, Mm -hmm. before we jump into that. I feel like lots of the messages seem to be lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, there you go. How do you work her into it? Mm -hmm. Remember the movie Her? I I got it, Ash. I got it. Okay. So what he does is apparently he DMs women. Slides up into those DMs. Yep. Talks to them. There have haven't really been any reports of him sleeping with the women. He like plans dates and then cancels them. And then blocks them for months. For months and then sometimes slides back in. Right. And then he'll unblock them. I feel like the only thing we've heard from these blinds is like the most incriminating thing he's done is like made out with somebody from my understanding. I don't know if there's been sex, but I definitely know there has been cyber sex. Yeah. Like talking. And dick pics and that kind of thing. So on the count of three... I want you and I to reveal who we think the cheating comedian is. Ready? God, I barely remember his name. I just remember her name. Okay, I'll do it for us. One, two, three. Colin Colin Jost. (laughs) I love how you were waiting for me to say it because you couldn't remember his name. Uh, Who's obviously married to Scarlett Johansson. Listen, allegedly, 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 I'm doing the Jesus and Miro. I'm sprinkling allegedly. You know, here's the thing. One of the things that Dumas always says is like, how could you cheat on Skojo, as I like to call her? I think they have an understanding. She's been married three times. Also, lots of Hollywood couples have open relationships. You don't seem to understand. They... Not me. You mean you, the general you. Yeah, I'm not saying you. We're not Hollywood. I'm sorry to 
break it to you. Well, you said you don't seem to understand. And I was like, oh. Lee and I are regular people. You are? We barely see each other because of schedule stuff. Add in famous people who are in other cities. Listen, having been a D-list working actor, I had a really hard time having a boyfriend. I was in St. Louis for six months and then Cincinnati for six months. The most beautiful places in all of America. (laughs) And then when I was here, I was on a show and then I had to be on vocal rest. And then I had, you know, 13 shows a week or 11 shows a week. And then in between that, I was like, it's like so hard. And I wasn't even a star to have a dog take a shit or even have a boyfriend. Yes. Then you add to it, you're a megastar with like junkets and everything. It's very hard. You're not in the same place. And you also add that you are acting, you are pretending to be somebody in love or in lust with other people. You are oftentimes making out with the people, simulating sex with the people. Also, I don't know if you know this, actors often have something called showmance. Yes. Which is you act your way into acting actually liking the person. Right, because you're taking, your body is taking on a different persona that you have to so fully believe in. Like, it makes perfect, perfect sense. Also, stars are charismatic people. That's the reason why they're they're stars. Yes. Firstly, he seems like a smug asshole. And honestly, she seems like a problematic smug person too. Oh, she seems uh, absolutely unbearable also. But she's been married. This is her third marriage. No offense to that. No offense at all. I'm just saying that You've been on this rodeo before. What's the Mm -hmm. saying? What did I say wrong? It's not your first rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not her first rodeo. She's done this before. It is his first marriage. Sometimes the person you want to have a baby with is not the person you always want to sleep with. And I'm sure she has learned enough from past marriages. Remember, she was married to one of my all-time favorites, Ryan Reynolds. Wait, oh, I totally forgot about that. Yes, that was her first husband. Then she was married to that random French guy. That's who she had her first child with. I think he was like, a journalist or something. So, you know, she's been down this road before. She knows there are lots of people who just don't believe in monogamy. Yeah. I almost wish they would acknowledge them so that we could just get to the bottom of the relationship. Yeah. There's no way she doesn't know at this point. It's on every episode. And the other thing is like, why is she so mad about it? Well, we don't know that she is. No, but if her lawyers are coming after people all the time. The speculation is any gossip gets Mm. pursued by her lawyers. Got it. That's what Dumois has been told. I mean, she has the money to also, do Also, let's it, not for forget sure. Dumois has been exposed and has not talked about it herself. Okay, last piece of hot goss that I can think of. Okay. Speaking of Dumois, there is a new gossip Instagram called United States of Messy, and it is Dumois for politicians. And you better believe, bitch, that I am following this shit. It is messy. We've already talked about Lindsey Graham's ladybugs, and it's just... Did you hear the thing about Clarence Thomas where he ate at a restaurant and the server got his credit card number that he put it on TikTok and every kid. It's been confirmed it's a 14 year old yeah. And they're buying Roblox. So a 14 year old apparently exposed the credit cards of all the SCOTUS members who you know overturned Roe versus Wade. What is this restaurant in D.C.? What's that one that Luann got kicked out of for not paying her bill? Oh my god. That one. That's the one they all go to. I'm just going with it. I don't actually know. But And now everyone's buying Roblox (laughs) with it. I love it. They should be buying like anal butt plugs and abortions with it. anything. Buy a year's supply for the state of Alabama of Plan B. Ugh. 
That's what I would want to do. But I'm not. Guys, we haven't talked about this too much. We mentioned it. One of the main reasons why abortion should be illegal, aside from it's our own damn business. Should be illegal or should be legal? Should be legal. Take your fucking hands off our bodies, basically. I have taken Plan B multiple times. Have you ever? I took it once. So I've taken it multiple times. I've taken it for condom breakage. And it was because a condom broke, yeah. So I've taken it condom breaking situation. In England, you can get it in a bathroom along with your tampons and your- that's Dracar amazing. Noir, just so you know. So And Tylenol. Yeah. So I bought a bunch so that my friends back in the States didn't have to go to their doctor for it. Well, now you can get it from the pharmacist. You don't need a prescription. I'm old. Do you remember? I'm old. I listen. I, I know. Mine also, I had to get. No, actually, I think I just went to the pharmacist. And I, I got know, sick and just anyway. had the worst diarrhea of my life. It was a horrible day. Yeah, horrible day. I have had also the abortion pill. Is that different than Plan B? I was always under the assumption that they were the same. Uh, it's stronger, I think. But I just want to say that, so I had a baby that I wanted, but that failed to thrive and I didn't miscarry it. So my doctor was like, okay, we'll try it the less invasive way. We'll give you basically like the super strong plan B. I took it, was just had diarrhea, didn't miscarry. Then she's like, okay, well, there's a way that you can do it intravaginally. And so she implanted, stuck her finger in like way up high up towards my cervix and implanted the plan B pill. Oh, weird. And that was supposed to do it. Guess what? Didn't do it. And so then the next weeks, now this is going on for like two and a half weeks beyond when my baby's already dead inside me, I had to go and get a DNC. So there are all sorts of reasons why you so need many. these pills. Also, they don't always work. Sometimes you need an actual DNC. Yep. Also, bottom line, you don't get to fucking tell me why I need an abortion, why I can't have an abortion, why I need birth control. It's none no. of your damn business. Like one of the things like, I don't use it for birth control. Listen, if you want to use it for birth control, I don't recommend it. But it should be your right. Exactly. If it's your right to shoot up motherfucking heroin and buy a gun and shoot children, it's your right to use an abortion as birth control. I'm not recommending it. I'm not saying that's a great choice. But let's put it this way. Viagra is covered by insurance. And most feminine things are not, including the IUD that I had put in, was not covered by insurance. There is a problem. Sorry, I had a rant. Sorry, I just had a rant. That's our hot goss roundup for this week. Should we hashtag swag bag? Let's swag it up. Hashtag swag bag. All right, guys. So we were sent a PR package for beer. And we were both so excited to get it in the mail. Guys, if you really want to get us off, send us a, a PR package. Yeah, of any publicists out there who represent liquor brands. Alcohol or skincare products, oh. seriously, do the right thing. Reach out. Anyway, so we were sent Cali Squeeze beer. They also make seltzers, and it is brewed with real fruit. It was so delicious. The beer was yeah. so good. There were three Hefeweizens in there. It was blood orange. So summery. Mango and tropical POG, which is passion fruit, orange, and guava, which was my favorite. That was my favorite too. I would buy that over and over. I was like, I could drink a hundred of these. Passion fruit is one of my favorite flavors in the entire world. So if you guys want to try out Cali Squeeze, we really do recommend, especially the POG, head to www.calisqueeze.com and we'll obviously have the link in our show notes. All right, guys, it's been real. Check it later. Bye.
Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.